You gonna be a football player when you grow up? This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've been in football all my life. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. I am live in Dallas, Texas where something pretty darn big uh, just went down uh, a few hours ago, uh, Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, and by the way, uh, introducing our great host, our great friend and colleague, Lincoln Kennedy. How are you doing, my man? I am live, and I'm not in Dallas, but I'm live. <laughs> and that's 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 a reward today. So I'm good, man. It's good to be with you. How you doing, brother? Yep, I'm doing good. And, um, you know, so every once in a while you get a chance to be part of, uh, or at least witness part of, uh, history, and I'm just going to say what happened today was historic. If you're, um, you know, living in Las Vegas, living in Nevada, and for all those years and years and years, um, you know, things like the NFL and things like the Super Bowl uh, were just completely out of your grasp. You had to go someplace else, uh, to another city to go, uh, you know, watch it. Um, and today, after what Allegiant Stadium's been open uh, about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. Uh, today, the NFL owners unanimously awarded Las Vegas uh, Super Bowl LVIII, um, which would be Super uh, Bowl 58. That? Okay, okay. All right. I'm, 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 in the year 2024, the exact date is February. I was carrying 11. over my one and everything else. So I was, it's a little <laughs> there, lost there you there, go. So, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, the NFL unanimously um, awarded uh, the Super Bowl to Las Vegas and uh you know I was there um at the announcement uh Mark Davis the Raiders owner was I mean his smile probably stretched all the way from Dallas to Henderson Nevada to the back to the practice facility that's how happy he was uh and I know things and he talked about things are uh, not good <laughs> on the field right now they're obviously the Raiders are struggling um but you know when, when you're in the business that he's in Lincoln and the NFL and owning a team and all that, um, you know, you, you can't just get caught up in the moment while there's work that needs to be done on the football team. There's also a business side of all this. And, and there's, there was a vision for Las Vegas, um, you know, for the Raiders, for the NFL, for Las Vegas. A lot of people didn't think it was going to get pulled off to be perfectly frank. Lincoln, uh, a lot of people doubted Mark Davis. A lot of people doubted the Raiders. A lot of people doubted Las Vegas as a viable market. Uh, and yet here we are as we look into the horizon. The Pro Bowl is coming in January. The NFL draft is coming in April. And in 2024, the Super Bowl is coming. And I asked Mark Davis this question, and we'll probably get to some sound uh, of him talking about it. But, you know, I was there from the very beginning covering the Raiders to Las Vegas. And I know every step of the way, his message to Las Vegas, to the state of Nevada, hey, work with us, um, partner with us. And if you're if, if, if by getting us, you're not just getting a football team. You're getting all the power, all the prestige, all the assets of the NFL. He pledged that and promised that uh, to Las Vegas. So for it to come to fruition with the crown jewel event in all of sports, and I'm going to just say it, all of sports, for that to be awarded to Las Vegas is pretty big stuff. Well, look, you know, every owner who has a part of a stadium wants to be able to host events like the draft. Um, and now the Pro Bowl is moving around like the Pro Bowl. Big events that they know will draw people in, including the Super Bowl. And we've seen, you know, stadiums in the past um, try to reconstruct 
and sort of redevelop what they had in order to host a Super Bowl. But it's a big deal. It really is because it's a constant money generator. It doesn't matter who's playing. The Super Bowl is the biggest sports party in the world. Companies, corporate companies want to will pay, you know, a, a, a ransom, if you will, um, to, to be a part of it. So um, the, the fact that that's coming to Vegas and it's already you've seen the success that Allegiant has had from concerts and other venues, along with the Raiders games. The fact that it's coming to Vegas just is a testament that makes really Mark Davis and the Raiders be proud. Yeah. And, and Lincoln, um, while every city wants it, every NFL city wants it, not every city can pull it off, to right. be perfectly honest. True story. Um, you need hotel rooms. Yep. You need convention space. You need activation points to be able to pull off all the various events that you have leading. I just wrote a story about, yeah, the, the, the focus on February 11th is going to be on the game itself. A worldwide television audience is going to be watching and singularly focused on who wins that game. But it's really the seven days leading up to that game that define um, whether a city is truly capable of hosting it and pulling it off. And in that regard, uh, Las Vegas is uniquely positioned because that's the business that Las Vegas is in, is pulling off big time events. They never had the venue to do the Super Bowl. They never had the team, the anchor. You have to have a team in the city that you're going to host a Super Bowl. That's by rule. Um, but now they do, and now everything about Las Vegas becomes a little bit elevated because they're now able to host the Super Bowl and all the other great big events that come to Allegiant Stadium. And I think watching Mark Davis today and talking to Mark Davis today, that was what he was so proud of, that he was, be, he was you know, a, a part of and played a role in honestly the transformation uh, of of an entire uh, region and right. you know this the city now is a big league city and big league events are are coming to it uh, so it was definitely a happy day and here's mark davis uh, when he met with us today right after uh, the vote which was unanimous by the way i guess i guess i'm talking and not uh, answering questions here but uh first thing i'd like to say is las vegas the super bowl is coming and uh, I think there's some people that I'd like to thank, um, starting with Roger Goodell, the National Football League, and my 31 other partners for uh, trusting us with the uh, most valuable asset that the uh, NFL has. And uh, I'd also like to uh, go back and thank uh, leaders and the vision that they had, Sheldon Adelson, Steve Wynn, former Governor Brian Sandoval, and current Governor Steve Sisolak. And finally, but uh, not the least, is uh, Napoleon McCallum, who probably we wouldn't be here without his efforts uh, of putting us and uh, the Sheldon Adelson together. Um, it's a big day for the Raiders. It's a big day for the city of Las Vegas. Um, I think it's a marriage made in heaven, I'll say. Some others may use a different word, but uh, we are just really, really excited. And uh, with that, I'll talk to put it over to Steve. That was uh, a beaming, I might add, uh, Mark Davis this afternoon in <laughs> Dallas, um, moments, minutes after Las Vegas was awarded right. uh, the Super Bowl. And he was genuinely happy, uh, and, and rightfully so. And, Lincoln, I don't know if you really know. Do you know the story with Nepo- <laughs> Napoleon Coffin? No, I didn't. McCallum. Yeah, I know Napoleon Coffin. I didn't know what it was with Napoleon McCallum. No, no, I didn't. McCallum, yeah. What, the role that he played, uh, right. my, my mistake on that, but the role he played uh, in terms of getting um, 
because I think he was working for the Sands Corporation, which Sheldon Adelson obviously owned. Certainly. Um, and he, so he, he kind of, and, and obviously he knows the Raiders. Right. So, um, you know, it was like one of those type of things. Hey, have you ever considered Las Vegas? Because remember, the Raiders were in the hunt for Los Angeles. Right. Uh, there was a three-team race for Los Angeles. They had paired up with the Chargers on uh, the, the the stadium proposal in Carson. The Rams, you know, were, were gonna had their sights set on Inglewood, uh, and it was a fight. <laughs> you know, it was a battle, uh, and it all culminated in in Houston uh, on in January of 2016 when the NFL was finally going to decide which project to go with, and they obviously went with um, the, the the Rams and Inglewood, and they gave an option for a second team to join them in Inglewood, but the Chargers got the first option. So essentially the Raiders were the third team in a three team race. And uh, it, they were devastated by, by how that all played out. And um, you know, they were down on their dump in the dumps because, okay, now what do you do? You know, Los Angeles is basically a non uh, a starter. Oakland, you know, had been given chance after chance after chance after chance to work with the Raiders. Nobody that I've ever talked to, never, not one time, Lincoln, and I'm talking about people that you need to know, all right? No one ever had confidence that Oakland was going to be able to pull off the political support, the financial support, all the creativity, vision, leadership, you know, all the all the necessary ingredients that go into a monumental um, endeavor like building a stadium with the NFL team. It takes leadership. It takes intelligence. It takes wherewithal. It takes um, uh, you know people rowing in the same direction, teamwork, trust. There's a lot of things that have to fall into place. And nobody ever felt confident that Oakland was going to be able to pull it off. And you know, you just look at Oakland and what's going on there with the A's now, and and that's right up their alley. So there was no real option for the Raiders at that point after they got shut out of Los Angeles. Now, what do you do? And here comes Napoleon Kaufman or Napoleon McCallum saying, Hey, why didn't you talk to Sheldon Haddleson? You know, I, I think there might be an opportunity here. So he got them together and it literally led to uh, this, you know, and there was a lot of work that had to be done obviously in the, in the, in the meantime. And, you know, all of that and then convincing the NFL that Las Vegas really was a viable market, number one, but number two could manage the gaming nature, the gaming element that we all know exists in a way that that wasn't going to be problematic. Um, and there was a transformation because if you remember, Lincoln, it wasn't too long ago that uh, the NFL was dead set against uh, having a team in Las Vegas, as did every other uh, major sports league because of the gaming uh, element. And there right. was just, you know, um, so to bridge that gap, to to get the, the, the work done with the, uh, with the state of Nevada, to figure out a way, how are you going to come up with $750 million to have the wherewithal and vision to say, okay, we'll raise the tax rate, uh, the, just the tax on right. hotel bills right. so that it's essentially out-of-towners that are paying for it, not people that are that are in town. Living and, in, yeah. um, you know, so it was it, it took a lot of vision and it took a lot of work for, for it to all happen and and for for Las Vegas now to be rewarded for all their efforts with the draft, the the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl is pretty big stuff. And I got to say this, too, and we're going to get to uh, sound from Peter O'Reilly. He's an executive vice president in charge of events and things like that uh, for, for, for the NFL. You know, and I asked them and I later asked the commissioner just how pleased they are with how quickly Las Vegas has emerged as 
pretty much a go-to market, right. um, you know, for, for the NFL. But before that, Peter O'Reilly, this is his opening statement uh, earlier today in Dallas about the announcement of the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas. They really pleased, you know, tremendously pleased. Obviously, um, the Raiders have really instantly established themselves so well in the market um, and their leadership in the market. And then partners like Steve um, and all of our partners in Las Vegas have just been tremendous uh, over this run-up period. And, and like Steve said, it feels like we've been, we've been dancing with each other for a while. Obviously, the pandemic disrupted the timing of our first Pro Bowl year and the draft year. Um, but now we sit poised for what is a pretty unprecedented run. Never before has a city had the Pro Bowl the draft, and then the Super Bowl. So I think that points to a level of confidence from the membership, from the owners in Las Vegas as a great destination, a place where fans and partners want to congregate, and just a great stage for some of our biggest assets. So I would say we feel very, very good about where we are. Now we got to bring it to life. Lincoln, it's kind of crazy to me because, you know, like we talked about the other day, uh, Las Vegas is a place that you came to to relax, to right. have some fun. Right. Uh, but I don't think in your wildest imagination you ever really thought that an NFL team would actually be here, A, uh, and, and B, that big-time events like the Super Bowl were going to be coming to Vegas. Well, that's <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, the, 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 the fact that there would ever have a team there, let alone that you would have a stadium there where they would host a, a, a Super Bowl, because I know what goes into – making Super Bowls worthwhile. First of all, you got to have applicable weather when you have an open roof or no roof. Um, and that's why they've been in Southern Belt states for, for so many years. And secondly, it's the, it's the amount of suites because the suites are sold to, sold to corporations at a very high ransom, at a, a, a high price, if you will. Um, and and then within that, you know, within that venue, you have a constant um, um, overturn of, you know, whether it's corporate suites or or corporations wanting to get involved. You know, SoFi is going to be huge, and 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 a lot of times they don't release the the, the prices uh, for it. But I remember in the one Super Bowl I had the privilege of playing in in San Diego, that um, when I, I think our tickets were like face value were like five hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, it's changed. Well, yeah, well, it's changed dramatically. I mean, I, I remember when the Super Bowl came to Phoenix, and, and I think it was Denver and um, one, one other team that was playing the Super Bowl. I mean, they were going for the face value, the nosebleed seats were going for $2,500 a piece. That's just for the general public. And, 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 and then they've tried to find a way to, to get a part of that. Now that they've got a hold on gambling as well as the ticket sales, everything's digital. They can, they can, they can uh, keep track of that, and you have uh, less likely for scalpers or people to buy it. But – the big companies go in there, they pay whatever the face value is, and they sell it at absorbent value. So it's really a big moneymaker for all the companies involved. It is, and um, we're going to talk to Mick Akers, my colleague over at the Las Vegas Review-Journal, about um, the, the financial impact that it can have uh, on, on, on Las Vegas. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk to him in a little bit. But you know, and here's the thing, Lincoln. I, I get it from a, from a fan's perspective the Super Bowl is a, is a tough ticket. Uh, it always has been, really, and it and it always uh, will will be, and it is cost prohibitive. There's no question about it. Um, and I and I get that, and I understand that. But I'm going to say this right now, Lincoln. Like, I cover the game, so I'm fortunate because of that. I get to cover the games. I'm there. Um, if if I had to fork down the money that I required to go to the game, um, 
you know, I, 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 it would be a hard, hard decision, a difficult decision. And my wife would probably be looking at me sideways sometimes about what really you're going to spend that much money to go to a game. Oh, hell no. Um, would, would be the well, way the conversation may go. So, and I get that from a fan's perspective and even people, local people in Las Vegas are like, wow, great. Well, it's coming to Las Vegas, but I can't go to the game. And, and I understand that. However, I've been to many Super Bowls. Lincoln, I know you have too, as a player, as somebody that maybe goes uh, as part of the league, you know, how uh, things that you guys do uh, during Super Bowl week. I'm going to say this, all right? Even if you can't go to the game, um, and I know a lot of people can't, myself included, I'm just going to say that, you know, I, I, it'd be hard. There's so many things to do during the week that families, kids uh, are, are able to go to that aren't cost prohibitive that are very, very accessible. I, I, I can't tell you how many things are going to be uh, in Las Vegas during that week that's fully accessible uh, to, to, to local fans and obviously fans that are coming in from out of town. So um, don't focus on the game itself. There's going to be high rollers are going to be able to buy those tickets. And, and we all understand that that's just kind of how it always has been uh, with the Super Bowl since it emerged as this tremendous event that it is. But Lincoln, honestly, there really are. It's great that what the NFL does for the fans, especially the younger fans, um, is 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 really it's special and 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 it's it's something that I think fans are going to under if they've never been, they're going to understand that pretty quickly. Uh, well, when, when I, I will say this, uh, and look, the NFL has gone through great extents to make it a worthwhile experience, even if the team that you love is not playing in the Super Bowl. It's much like the international games over in London and as well as the draft. Um, I, look, Las Vegas uh, hosts, has a ton of events going on other than football. So, you know, when you come to Super Bowl week, I will say this. If you've never been to a Super Bowl and you're an avid football fan, you need to check it off your list. You need yes. to find a destination that you want to go to enjoy it. Whether your team is playing or not, you need to check it off because there's no other party like a Super Bowl party. And, 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 and I say that to say this because it's the biggest sports party in the world. However, it's not for the teams that are playing in it. So exactly. now that they have two weeks before, I mean, two weeks between the NFC and AFC championships and the Super Bowl, now the, 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 the players can get everything they want acclimated and then they can go and have a, a business as usual week. But for the fanfare, it is an experience that you would definitely enjoy because the NFL is going to roll out the red carpet. Doesn't matter if your team is playing or not. Your team will be welcome. You will see a fanfare surrounding your team and your fan base, it, it, even if they're not playing the Super Bowl. And when it comes to Vegas, just like it is major major cities, for the years that I went to the Super Bowl, I will be honest with you, Vinny, I never once went to the game. I, I there you go. I never once went to the game, but I went for the the ESPN party, the Playboy party, the, the all the Maxim party, all the, the the stellar corporate parties that they threw, including the NFL party. I went for that. I didn't go for all the other stuff. They, they had Madden Bowl. They had all kinds of stuff going on. There was never a shortage of things to do. Now you you combine that with just what Vegas does normally. It's it, it's a star-studded event. I mean, you, you would want to be able to rub elbows because look. Movie stars want to be athletes. Uh, uh, musicians want to be athletes. Athletes want to be music musicians and movie stars. So it's everybody wants to rub elbows. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be noticed. It's much like it has been at Allegiant Stadium all this all this uh, season for uh, games. It's a celebration. 
It's a big party, and and it's there's no doubt in my mind that that, that Vegas is going to roll out. And you'll see, you know what? You'll see firsthand the way Vegas does the draft. What the NFL combined with Vegas is going to do, because that is going to be a stellar party in its own. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, one other thing. I, in fact, I took my uh, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl um, to play the uh, New England Patriots in Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. I, I love Atlanta, and it put on a great show there. Uh, but my wife and kids came, and so did my mom's uh, mother, my uh, my mother-in-law. All right, and she's a football fan, Lincoln. Uh, but she had no clue none that all of that was going on in and around the Super Bowl. And, we, you know, I, we were able to get hookups and, you know, go to all the various things. Um, and she was blown away. Like, she's like, I never really had any idea. I heard people talking about it, but you have to see it to believe it. And I'll also say this, Lincoln, um, you know, when you talk about like the NFL experience, they usually do it at a convention center and they usually combine radio row uh, with it. So it's kind of like this seamless where fans are walking around, the radio stations are doing their shows, um, people are hawking stuff. You know how that goes with with former players trying to, you know, uh, they, they get a cause that they're working with or a company that they're working with. So they're coming on air to talk about, you know, go get beef jerky or go get this or go get that. You know, Nike, uh, my, my new shoes coming out, whatever. Everybody's kind of pitching something. But what's really cool about that, Lincoln, is that all the stars and you're going to see every star, every Hall of Famer, Somebody's doing something, <laughs> you know, if you're a part of the NFL, somebody is doing is is, is there doing something like in, in everybody, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, all the greats, Eric Dickerson, Lincoln Kennedy um, are, are there. And what's really cool is that the fans are able to just walk right by these guys and take get autographs and get pictures. It's just like they, they really do a good job of combining it so that the fans are rubbing elbows literally with those players, and like you said, Lincoln, the stars, like you'll see musical stars, rappers, comedians, actors, actresses uh, that are there as well doing whatever the, it is that they're there for. Um, it's just, it's it's un unlike anything that I've ever ever been a part of or experienced. Um, and I can't wait for Las Vegas to, to not only experience it, but take it to a Las Vegas level, which I think is going to be really, really good. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. Out to the Raider Nation listener, Ryan Madro is on the line. How you doing? Hey, Vinny, how you doing? Doing good, thanks. You know, actually, the Super Bowl here, it's going to be interesting because hopefully the city's grown up enough since the NBA All-Star game, which we kind of blew as a city. But I think we'll be able to handle this one all right. Cause, but you're right. Super Bowl is kind of like nothing else. I was fortunate enough. I've been to, I think, eight or nine of them and participated in three. Um, and then I'd say half participated in the 2002 one because um, my sister was with the Raiders at the time. But um, it was funny because even one of my jobs, among many others, when I was working for Mr. Davis, and this probably kind of cracked you up because you were talking about scalpers, The uh, I was the official go-to guy for the players and the coaches who 
had extra tickets that they didn't need for their family, I was the one they gave them to, so I'd go out and scout for them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> which, and I won't even mention which players or which coaches, but it is kind of funny that, you know, they knew that I could sneak around and, and get down and wouldn't take their money either. But uh, the thing is, my first one that I participated in was in uh, 19... 77 and uh it's uh then by the time the 1980 and the 1983 bowls you know you could see the growth every time but when we went to the 2002 super bowl with my sister um i think lincoln was in that one tell you the truth um in those 20 years the insanity of the event was geometrically more big and and i assume that now um it's even more crazy i mean there's just so much going on one of the big things i know when i got on the bus the first time on uh, on the way to the game with everything that had happened in the week before i i all of a sudden because i you know i had butterflies i'm not even playing in the game i'm just part of the deal and um all of a sudden i sat there and said tom it's a football game. It's just another football game. Once they're on the field, they just have to play the game. That's why they got here. Yeah, no question about it. And thanks, uh, Madra, for for the call. Uh, for the like, like like Lincoln said, I mean, the players themselves. Yeah, you're going to have a little bit of fun uh, during Super Bowl week, but it's work. It's a work week for the players, and really the challenge for them, Lincoln, is to separate the. Um, vastness of it and the overwhelmingness of it and the party scene that's going on right outside your hotel in a lot of cases uh and and enough to focus on the task at hand well for me it was it was double (laughs) double dip if you will i mean i was playing the super bowl in my hometown san diego where i grew up so the moment we landed in san diego we were you know for lack of a better saying the cat's meow we we were invited to every party um, and it was the last of the one weeker. So the, we were out there. I was out there. By the time the Super Bowl came around, I was physically and mentally exhausted. Yeah. I mean, from everything, the preparation, the media day, all the hype that goes into Super Bowl, all the coverage that goes into Super Bowl. Uh, like I said, you were invited to everyone's party, whether you did it or not. I mean, there was a lot that was going on. So um, it, it was really hard for me to focus and concentrate on the task at hand. Because let's face it, it, you know, I I mean, I was overwhelmed, but just the fact that we were being there finally in my career uh, of uh, of being and playing in the Super Bowl, that was the most overwhelming thing. And that that, I learned a hard lesson. Obviously, when we got our asses kicked, I learned a hard lesson. The fact that um, the Super Bowl is not for all the the guys that are playing. It's, It's for everyone else. It is. It's a party for the NFL, and you're as a player. You know, you're you're the um, you know the the icing on the cake and the cherry on top. The game itself then takes on a whole other uh, meaning from whether you're talking about the gaming aspect of it, uh, people planning parties and watch parties across the world. Uh, you know, it's 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 you know you're that's but but as Madro said. After it does become just a game, although you really do have to manage Lincoln the week leading up to it. You just it's just part of that challenge. And it's I I, I think it plays into why, especially early on, 
Um, and remember when we were kids, some of the Super Bowls were just blowouts, you know, and it, you, you don't really see that too much nowadays. Um, but it just seemed like one team handled it and another team didn't. It wasn't always because one team was just f- so fastly superior to the other team. I just feel like one team would always handle all the distractions, all the you're traveling to another city, you're living out of a hotel for a week. Um, you know, tickets, people are, are hitting you up for tickets. Like you said, you're getting invited to every party. You want to kind of enjoy the moment, but um, you also have to, you know, curtail it. Yet some teams do and some teams don't, Lincoln. Usually the ones that do either have been there before or have, has a coach that's been there before to explain what's going on. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you, if you look at, for example, the New England Patriots, as much as it pains me to say, the frequent times that they did, it, it looked like a business as usual trip. You didn't hear about them out in the public. You didn't hear about them carrying on. Uh, conversely, when um, Atlanta was in it, and and you heard about some of their players getting caught up in things that were that were going on going around town, it was you know one of their first times of being in the Super Bowl. So if not their first time, you learn from the past experiences. But it really does help to have two weeks between um, the AFC and the NFC Championship games, understanding what does, because then you can go into the fact where. Um, if you have a significant other, they're going to deal with tickets. You know, you, 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 if you want to try to make a little money on the side, and believe me, it's big money when it comes to tickets you, and the access to the seats that they have as players. Um, I know firsthand um, there's a lot of opportunities there, but you, you don't have to deal with it as a distraction. You don't have people calling you up and stuff like that, uh, especially when you go to the city of choice. So what's going to be interesting when Vegas hosts it is the amount of attention that people are going to pay into the nightlife and the players involved and how many celebrities you see out amongst town. And what I would implore, and then we'll talk about it obviously when it gets closer, for for a lot of these guys is keep in mind, everybody's got a camera. Doesn't matter what you do, your name, if you're on any any athlete, if you're on any team, it doesn't matter who you play for, it doesn't matter what level, your name is going to carry weight. And they're not going to focus on the people that are around you. They're going to focus on Vinny Bonsignor is uh, seen in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hustlers and hey hey in, in the VIP room. You know, that's, that's, that's how it's going to go down. And, and keep that in mind when you have that week because there's going to be a lot of attention. There's going to be a lot of people out there. You know how it works, Vinny. I mean, oh, yeah. we've we, we, we both been in casinos where you see the working girls because it's legal walking around. You know, it, 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 it is what it is. It's, it's a part of it. And for a while, forever, the NFL wanted to stay away from that because they didn't want that, that attention. But the money is just too lucrative that now it's coming to this. And I know that Las Vegas is going to roll the red carpet out. Las Vegas is going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a time to enjoy. There's going to be parties everywhere. doesn't matter what level you want to do it. There's going to be parties everywhere. And it's going to be absolutely fun. Just be mindful. If you have a name and some credibility you want to protect, you need to keep that in mind when you're out there running the streets. I agree, and I'll say this too. Um, the uh, the caller earlier mentioned the NBA uh, All Star Game. Uh, I think everybody's grown up since that since then, and yeah. learned learned a big lesson uh, from that. And I don't think I'm not really worried about anything like that. And and for that reason too, and I think that was a great learning experience for everybody involved. Um, I think what Las Vegas does as well as anybody. They know how to control things. They deal with it, Lincoln, every single day. Not to this extent, of course, uh, the Super Bowl extent. But you know, it, it's it's an entertainment capital. It's a it's the yeah. epicenter of fun yeah. uh, in the world. Uh, to be honest with you, they know how to monitor. They know how to um, you know crowd control. 
uh, and and they'll just heighten it, obviously. But I think again, there are certain cities that are good at it and and, right. and experience that, and I think Las Vegas is, is one of them. By the way, I want to get to a a soundbite from from Mark Davis uh, earlier today. Um, I had asked him about you know how thrilled he was. Um, of some of the promises that he made to uh, Las Vegas and the state of Nevada when it came to being a partner. And let's make no mistake, there was a financial commitment that Nevada made uh, to to the NFL and to the Raiders. Um, it was $750 million. Uh, it came through a, um, a, a, t- a, a hotel um, t- tax increase uh, on, on your tax bill. So if you're staying in Las Vegas at a hotel in Las Vegas, there's going to be, and it says it right there on the bill, I believe, um, a, 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 a tax. Uh, I forget exactly how much it is, but all the, the money from that very specific tax, room tax, hotel bill tax, Goes right to um, you know the money that that uh, is being paid to build to, or or the money that w- was paid to build uh, Allegiant Stadium and so uh, but what Mark Davis said was look it's not going to be a you're not just plunging money uh, you know down the drain this is an investment and you're going to get uh, you're going to reap a lot of rewards for that investment. Uh, and today, this is why one of the reasons why he was so happy is that that pledge that he made came to fruition today. Here's Mark Davis. I'm absolutely thrilled. <clears throat> In the first SNTIC meeting that I attended, I told the, the people there that Las Vegas, you're not just getting a football team. You're getting the power and the assets of the entire National Football League. And for them to put the confidence in us this soon to give us the Pro Bowl, the draft, and I think the most valuable asset, not only in the National Football League, but maybe the world, the Super Bowl, this soon is just a confirmation of what we have done so far. The building that we built is absolutely magnificent. The city is absolutely magnificent. And I'm just so excited that these things have come to fruition. And uh, it's a very, very good day for the Raider organization and the Raider Nation and Las Vegas as a whole. We're very proud of that. You know, uh, Lincoln, I, w- I want to say this uh, real quick. Um, you know, I've been knowing Mark Davis for a little while now. Um, really got to know him during, um, you know, really back in 2014, 2015, when, you know, things were kind of coming to a head in Oakland um, and, and likewise for the Rams in St. Louis and the Chargers in San Diego. Uh, and all three teams had their eyes set on Los Angeles as a uh, relocation destination um and so as a reporter you know you you have to get to know people and um you know you're asking what what do you what's the goal here what's the objective what's the you know what are you trying to do and 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 all of that um and and you know it was interesting covering mark davis because i always felt uh lincoln like he was always being honest and truthful um and and he wasn't trying to move his team in order to you know fatten his bank account he literally told me it doesn't matter to me. He goes, you may think I'm crazy. You may think I'm lying, all of that. It, but it, but it, it has nothing to do with that uh, for, for me personally. I just want to put my organization in a position to go compete for championships and to be on solid financial gra- ground with all my competitors because there was a huge disparity, Lincoln, between the top revenue teams in the league at that time and the bottom revenue teams at that right. time. Right. It would be one thing if it was a million dollars or $2 million, but we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. uh, that 
team one had compared to team 32 or 31, which is where the Raiders typically were. And it wasn't yeah. because, um, you know, they, they didn't know how to conduct their business. It was because they were in an outdated stadium and it just it wasn't working there and they needed to change that. Um, and here's the thing, Lincoln. Um, you know, as I was reporting that story all throughout and it continues today, there was so much doubt on Mark Davis and his wherewithal to, uh, uh, you know, navigate this and, and get it to this place. He'll never do it. He'll never pull it off. I know Mark hears all that talk. Um, you know, he doesn't really talk about it, uh, but I heard it and I'd be like, ah, don't underestimate Mark Davis. Don't right. underestimate the Raiders. The, you know, and, and I wasn't just getting it from the Raiders, uh, Lincoln. Of course, right. you're talking to them. But for something like that to happen, they have to have support in the NFL. There has to be a belief in the NFL that they could pull it off. Otherwise, they weren't going to get the support from the NFL. And everyone I was talking to on that side of things was keep an eye on that. They're headed in the right direction. They're going to get it done. Um, you know, but there were so many naysayers, uh, Mark or uh, uh, Lincoln. There were so many naysayers, people who never thought it was going to work, people who never thought it was going to work in Las Vegas, people who never thought they were going to be able to build a stadium. None of that. And you know what? Six years later, here they are in Las Vegas. They've got a, br a brand new stadium that's just magnificent and beautiful. Um, and, and they're bringing big time events. They're changing Lincoln, a whole region, a whole state, a whole city. Um, and I think that he deserves a lot of credit for that. He mentioned today, hey, not you know, some, there's not a lot of success right now on the field. We're, we're off the field doing pretty good. And I think that needs to be acknowledged. I know that he, he's, he's not going to rest until the team itself is good and viable and a playoff contender. And they're you know, going to work like madmen to get that done. But the things that he's done with the stadium and all of that, uh, I think he needs to be applauded for that. Well, look, it takes a great visionary to make a move like this work. And if it's for so many reasons, Benny, the fact is is that um, I know personally from talking with the greats like Jim Otto and other various greats of the Raiders lore um, that Al Davis had a fixation towards Las Vegas and thought that it would be a perfect fit for the Raiders. While he was all his attempts to find and to create a new stadium, a new venue, Vegas was always in the calculations and the mix, but it never could happen for you know all, all the reasons we know. Mark Davis made it happen, um, and and he was able to get it done. The facilities are beautiful, the the stadium is beautiful, and the Raiders were found a way to to introduce the NFL to Las Vegas. It's a new platform. It's a new venue for uh, to uh, a money maker to generate for all the owners, and that's why the most lucrative owners like you know. Jerry Jones and I mean are all are all you know glowing when it comes to Vegas. What they've seen with Vegas, it's a new platform, it's a new opportunity, and now you have a Super Bowl there. At the, at, you know the NFL revenue shares, um, all of that income, the Pro Bowl, the the draft, the in the, the Super Bowl, just a matter of time. And the fact that the NFL forever hold you know held it over the city's heads. If you build a new stadium, we'll bring a Super Bowl to you. And they've done that to every place that had a new stadium. So uh, Vegas is right in line with that. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It takes a tremendous amount of credit for you know visionaries uh, like Mark Ordain when he was there, along with Mark Davis and everyone else, to bring the Super Bowl, to bring the Raiders to Vegas. And now they have a a gorgeous stadium. Something, I mean, I wish that could have happened in Oakland, but it didn't. Um, and, 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 and they're here to stay forever. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And by the way, I was listening to the tail end of uh, Q 
Myers' show, um, Unnecessary Roughness, and he was he was getting a little bit heated. Uh, speaking the truth, by the way, um, you know, uh, and we're going to get into this on the on the other side. I have experience in this covering the Rams when they got to Los Angeles from St. Louis, and the, the revisionist history that was going on in St. Louis among their fans about how things were in St. Louis compared to Los Angeles. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't think that. We have the evidence and the proof that it what was going on there compared to where it is in Los Angeles. So all this revisionist history in, in, in Oakland right now about how tickets were sold and sellouts and all this, that's a bunch of malarkey. That's not what was happening. I went up to Oakland many times, Lincoln, and I saw a lot of empty seats, including a whole section of the stadium that had to be closed off because they weren't able to sell the tickets up in that market. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Wednesday. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Wednesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonson and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Big day for Las Vegas. Big day for the Raiders. Uh, Super Bowl 58 is coming to Las Vegas in 2024, February 11th, uh, 2024 to be exact. Um, I'm in Dallas where the announcement and everything went down today. Um, but Lincoln, it wasn't just the Super Bowl that was on the agenda today um, at the owners' meetings. Um, there's a there's a pretty big deal going on right now, Lincoln, and it's, it really uh, involves, uh, among other teams, a very uh, in a in a big time way. It involves the Raiders' next opponent, the Cleveland Browns, uh, a game that's going to be played on Saturday in Cleveland with COVID nineteen. I want to say, uh, Lincoln. Uh, it's up to 15 players um, that have have now tested positive for COVID-19 uh, in Cleveland. They're on complete lockdown right now, so everything that they're doing is virtual. Uh, they're they're doing all all their uh, practicing, all their communication uh, through Zoom. Um, it's a bad scene right now in Cleveland, to say the least. Um, and you know, the game though goes on, uh, Lincoln. First of all, your your level of concern. Um, about what's going on right now with, with COVID-19 and the NFL? Well, look, we're living in a time where a pandemic has ram- run rampant throughout the world, and it's affected everything and every part, uh, every facet and phase of our life. Um, I, I know it, it, it saddened me to some extent where people don't take you know, the health and consideration of others and, and the concern. But I do know from watching and watching how the NFL handled it through COVID and the pandemic last year that, for lack of a better saying, the show must go on. They, they, they don't, they, I don't honestly feel that the NFL collectively is concerned with whom's on the field as long as the image is on the field, as long as games go on. Yes, they, they make more money, you say, when you have your stars play. The notable players. There, there's no doubt about it. You, it's, it's worthwhile. Just like in the NBA. When the Lakers come to town, people feel let down if they don't see LeBron James and, and, and Anthony Davis on the field. Okay? I mean, on the court. But that's, that's to be expected. However, in this day and age, they're not going to make the considerations like they made last year where they're postponing games or pushing it back. Because now, especially with the flex schedule, the fact that the Raiders are playing on Saturday, it's a premier marketable, marketable game. There's no college football on 
They don't have anyone else to compete with. So you've got two games on Saturday, national televised games, that they're, they're selling commercials for, they're selling everything else. You're not going to push that back. You're not going to affect that. Right, exactly. And I've gotten this question a lot. Vinny, are they going to postpone it? Vinny, are they going to um, you nope. know, forfeit it? What's, what's going to happen? Um, and, and Lincoln, to, to quickly answer that question in an in a, in a easily digestible way, um, the addition or the, the um, uh, increase of the practice squad, I think it's at 17 players, maybe 16, right. Right. Um, from whatever 10 I think it was uh, in previous years, uh, they did that, the NFL did, um, last year. And it was really to help ease any kind of outbreak. So, uh, in other words, if you were to lose a bunch of players, like the Cleveland Browns obviously are, you always had a reserves of 17 players to be able to that, that practice with you on a daily basis, that are in yeah. shape, you know, that you're monitoring, that are learning your offense and your defense. Um, you know, uh, they're essentially scout team players, but they're practicing and at the same meeting. So it's not like you're just plucking somebody off the street. So they did that in order to uh, combat against a situation like this. Um, and so the point being, there's 46 players that dress out of your 53 man roster on a weekly basis. All right. So the way the NFL sees it with a 53 man roster and a 46 man game roster and 17 additional players in your building, practicing with you on a daily basis, you should have, enough players, even in a situation like this, to be able to field a competitive football team. And a competitive right. football team is 46 players. Once you start getting below that, and I think I was I was told today that, do you really need 46 players to play a, a, a game? Um, you know, I think it's pushing it if you go any, anywhere below that. Yeah, um, I agree. But until you get way below that, or, or uh, you know, uh, a little bit below 46 – there's no consideration being given to right. forfeiting any games or um, postponing any games. As long right. as you could dress that many guys that are in your building, you're going to play the game, Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. And that's the thing that most people need to realize that you're they're they're going to play the game. They're going to find a way to play the game. They're going to make make sure that they 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 play the game. And the the, the truth of the matter is that it, it it's unfortunate when you think about that they don't they don't care about um you know the people's health and something like that but it, it's more at a point where you know a lot of the times there 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 are a lot of people or execs are making excuses for players being what is it what's the word i'm looking for uh, careless yes not, not not protecting themselves so right. you know in in understanding whether or not you know it's your choice you don't want to get the vaccine and i'm not saying the vaccine has has you can still catch covid even if you've been vaccinated but yeah. you know you have somebody like Lamar Jackson who caught it a couple of times covid a couple of times and has still been unvaccinated there's a time where we're not going to slow things down we're not going to make exceptions if you want to if that's your choice then the show's going to go on and you're just going to have to find a way to deal with it well i'm glad you mentioned that because um there's also a, a huge incentive for teams that uh, are as vaccinated as possible versus the teams that aren't uh, right. because of this. If you read the fine print of the new um, COVID-19 game cancellation, uh, game postponement um, rules that were put in place in July, I think it was, um, there's drastic, drastic differences between, let's say, an outbreak Lincoln starts from vaccinated players, okay? Right. Right. If if it's proven that the outbreak 
and the cancellation of a game or postponement of a game, whatever the case might be, was caused by vaccinated players, okay, uh, the, the penalization is much more mitigated. In other words, um, the, the, the league will do what it can to uh, mitigate how much financial burden is on the team where it all went down with and also the competitive uh, damage and damages and pen, uh, penalties that are associated with this. What are competitive penalties? Well, maybe just making you forfeit a loss, right? Right. Um, or, uh, and, and before I get to that, here's what happens if it's proven, Lincoln, that unvaccinated players led to an outbreak that led to a forfeit. Guess what, Lincoln? <laughs> and this is pretty serious stuff right here because, A, if a game gets forfeited, the players don't make their money. Right. All right. They don't get paid for that game, all right? And if it's if it's it was was the result of unvaccinated players on one team that caused it, the owner has to or the the team the the team that, you know, was was at fault. Right. has to compensate the other team and I think wow. pay those salaries, okay? Wow. And they have to forfeit a game. So there's there's huge implications and you said it just a little while ago, it's really an incentive. They're incentivizing teams and players right. to get the vaccination because if you don't, there's huge re- um, repercussions right. uh, involved. So if you're the Cleveland Browns, and I don't know if this was caused by unvaccinated players or not, but there's a lot of incentive in Cleveland to play that dang game uh, yeah. that that go above and beyond some of these like oh boy do we have enough players or are we going to you know uh, be able to win this game there's financial implications that could be associated if it's proven that it was one uh, or the other there's something yeah. to keep in mind uh, as well and um for right now the game is on i talked to a bunch of people today um at the owners meetings these last couple of days really and there's no consideration being given to canceling that game but there's still one more day of te- two more days of testing if this gets worse, and there were, I think, five more or six more today, there were eight yesterday. Uh, if, if let's say, another eight Cleveland Browns are to test positive on Thursday, tomorrow, or Friday, we could start getting into an area of they're going to really have to take a look at this game. But we're not there yet. But let's keep an eye on things these next 48 hours because that's going to tell the whole story. You're in the huddle with the video monster and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday.